What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Morning, DNA. Uh, I'm Aaron Dyson, the man of single black trash. He's dinner. Just a little bit of a million distractions, and we're here to find out what today, August 22nd, 2022, is made of. August 22nd, Oh, wait, you've got that. I don't have to do it anymore. I just realized. <laughs> I can actually be like. Yeah. God, if I had that board. Yes. And we both were dueling doo-doo-doo-doo-doos. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good future, but oh, uh, we'll future figure it out. Oh, it's a future you're going to want to be here for. Well, that's true. Good that's morning, true. everyone. Welcome to the newest week. I didn't think that I was going to make it today because today is Iris's first day of school. And so yeah. I, we, we did the whole thing. But here we are. I, I made it back in time. You did. Yay. You done good. You done good. <sighs> Man, I have to tell you some. There are certain times when I uh, will admit that I am impressed with myself. Only it, just a few times. Just a few. I don't. I don't let myself really be like, man, that was good. Uh-huh. Very often. Okay. At least you know five times a day, so it's not right. a lot. Yes, you keep keep it under half a dozen keep a up, day. Yeah, you gotta you gotta like be be humble. Gotta, be humble. Yeah. 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 No, this is on a different stratosphere. Getting Iris ready for school. Not just today, but just in general, like preparing mm-hmm. for school and everything. Man, I have been on it. Nice. Today, I was so on it. I sent her with lunch and she didn't even need it today. That's how on it I am. Wow. Wow. One day down, 1,472 days Shut to go. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth, Aaron. That's how it always feels, right? For me, at least. You yeah. know, I'm somebody who like, I'll start a project and I'm like, this is it. I got it. I got everything I need. And I'm filled with the excitement for it. And I'm confident. But then it just, it tanks. And when it's it comes natural. to, when it comes to Iris' school, it can't tank. It's it's her school. So it's like, oof, this is a, this is one of those marathons yeah, that they an, talk it's about. It's definitely an adult level up. That's for sure. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of new, um, wh- what are they called in games uh, when you try to uh, get an accomplishment? Achievement? Um, Unlocking achievement. An achievement. Yeah, you definitely yeah. a lot of achievements to unlock uh, during this this season. I mean, and congratulations on on the unlocking first day of school. Nice, nice job. Oh my gosh, I wonder if I can upload that video. You know, it's a little long. The video is a little bit long. Um, the question is, did you get a first day of school picture? Mm. The answer is technically yes, but we did do this thing where. The school last week had a come visit your classroom, meet your teacher, bring in some of your supplies early so that you're not like, you know, having to do all of that the morning of because it can be a lot. So we uh, put her in her outfit that she was excited to wear for her first day of school and got her backpack ready and everything. And then we just took a video of her and took pictures outside the school and did all of that on I think it was Wednesday or Thursday last week. And so this morning we did what every parent does, at least at this school, which is car line, 
which is very strict uh, experience where there's rules and regulations. Um, which Danae always does really well with. I did pretty good. I did jump down Justin's throat once, twice, three or four times this morning in my <laughs> stress. God bless that man. <laughs> um, but no, it went really, it went really well. We got it like a car. We did a car selfie. So we got that as a family and nice. um, I meant to take a picture of her as she was walking off with the teacher, but it's fine. It's fine. We got a really cool little, I got a little video compilation I made into uh, something that we can, you know, cherish for a while. She got to explore this classroom and the school also does something where it like staggers the start dates. So there's fewer kids here on Monday and then more will join on Tuesday, Wednesday. So by Friday, it'll be the full 18 children. So yeah, very excited. Uh, first day of school is always interesting to me because, you know, it's so uh, Danae is now celebrating because Lolly says, we're proud of you, Danae. You set a good routine on first day and you killed it. Absolutely. <laughs> I killed it. Absolutely. I did so good. I even packed her lunch. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. You were saying you're in. No, I was just saying it's always interesting to me because like my sister will post her first day of school pictures like July 29th. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> Your girls are in school already? It's so weird how it's not consistent for the country. And yeah. like, and I get it, by the way, because every area is different with what like teenagers need to do with jobs and different things like that. When we were in in Michigan, because Michigan summer is like tourist season, like people, that's when you go to Michigan is during yeah, the summer. It's different. School wasn't allowed. It was legal. You were legally prohibited from starting school before Labor Day. So uh, Justin told me this morning that Missouri made a law that they this is the first day that you can start, which is why all the, the everybody's mm -hmm. starting today, because mm -hmm. I guess there was complaints in this state that there wasn't enough time between end and beginning for there to be a proper break and like go on a vacation or anything like this. So mm -hmm. so now it's like all the schools are starting all at once all today, but it was still really good like the drive went well and it was it was nice it was a good it was a good first day good. officially i think i have is, a, is gonna do good i'm excited I have my youngest starting their senior year uh today so i also sent a kiddo to school today oh um, my gosh my kids having her first and your last kids having their last on the their same last first day yeah yeah oh, <laughs> oh my god you're so old i'm so old uh so uh be careful because however old you think i am you're there in a very short amount of time <laughs> so so uh it, it is interesting because you know my senior this year is the kiddo that you stood next to when we moved here you know and like tried to wear each other's six shoes years old. when he was six years old i met i met your child that's in high school now when he was six years old yeah the first yeah. time i met i met the little the little ones yeah, yeah. it's so. wild i'm excited what's what's great is it's like it is a big milestone as mentioned because it's not just like the first day of school it's her first first day ever yeah and she is so ready um She's ready to learn. She's ready to be active. This is a, a different, it's a type of uh, private school. So it's not like a, uh, the, the curriculum is similar. They, they hit all of the main, you know, topics that you're meant to hit mathematics and sciences and all this stuff, but it's a different style. I mean, we can talk about that sometime. If you guys have a question about it later for the, for the, uh, you question portion of the show, 
you can kind of ask some questions if you're interested. But I got a message from the teacher because I did send her lunch today, even though it's a half day. So they're like, just a reminder, today's a half day. So she's not going to eat lunch here. And I wrote back and kind of explained why I did that because there was a little confusion in all the messages. Oh, my God. So many messages from the school all the time. <laughs> oh, no. You have no idea. Multiply it times four. Multiply barrage. it times four. Just, a barrage. Just I was like, get it together. I only need, oh my God. I got, wait till I got they a... ask you to sign up for three different apps. Oh. Wait, wait till they're like, you need this app to look at their grades. You need this app to look at their, you know, like. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all that to say, she has not experienced a classroom setting before to answer your question at Don't Connect um, and to kind of tie it into this. This is her first classroom, but it is a different type of classroom. So in the email I got already this morning, just a reminder to pick up your kid at 12 for half day, they said the first thing she did was she ran to the the art easel and started to paint. So Aww. she is currently in her happy art world doing what she loves and she's gonna have a great time. I'm very excited for her. I do wanna address this because I, I was curious about this too because I remember our uh, English friend Ian said something about this as well. Well, he said American school holidays are so long my school got six weeks at summer. Most I ever heard of in the UK was eight weeks at one of the local private schools. Mm -hmm. I Listen, one of my, I wish we could all just change the way we think and change things. Uh, one of my big soapboxes is year round school. I really think we should take three one month breaks for our kiddos. Uh, there should be trimesters and three months on, one month off. And, um, but because honestly for my kids, taking three months off or two and a half months off or whatever it is, it's too long. It's just too long. So, yeah, I mean, so, it is what it is. <laughs> we all get well educated around here <laughs> in the United States. We're real smart with our educations. You know, you, I know you, my numbers. That's that's like a I know Dolly, well. it's like a Dolly Parton impersonation. Like you sound so much like Dolly Parton when you do that. Yeah. Do yeah. I? Yes. Dolly? Yeah, Dolly. That's a very that's Dolly way to speak. That's so funny because I wasn't trying to sound like anybody. And she that's was what's in, scary. No, 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 no. And I knew you I knew you weren't, but it's it clicked in my brain because I just saw her on the Orville. Do you know the Orville? Yes. So it's it's like a Star Trek type show that's not Star Trek. Well, they have a new season on Hulu that is much more like serious than it used to be. And it's like, I kind of wonder if they're trying, if Disney's trying to be like, what if we had a Star Trek? And it was called The Orville. Uh, because it's really interesting how much it's trying to be like Star Trek. But anyways, in one of the ep episodes, they go into the, whatever the room is, I forget what they call it in The Orville, but you know what it's called in in Star Trek, the um, where they can make anything. Oh, the, uh, yep, the place of the other people. <laughs> Just like you go in the room mm -hmm. and what's it called? Yeah. Holodeck. Thank you. Yes, you go in the holodeck. And so the captain goes in the holodeck to solve a problem in the holodeck program is just Dolly Parton in her mountain home. But it's the actual oh Dolly my. Parton who does like a Dolly. full scene and comes in and like gives this amazing advice. Everybody loves Dolly Parton. She's incredible. And that's what it just reminded me of that. So it's not called the holodeck in the Orville, by the way. Everything is exactly like Star Trek, except it's called something else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was really, really interesting. So that's why it was fresh on my brain. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm actually kind of trying to get back into that accent because as you guys know, I do role playing in a role playing community and, uh, I have two characters. One is a very R rated 
teenager and the other is a very put together church lady. And so the <laughs> church lady is, um, she has that kind of an accent. She's kind of soft like these. Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing her back, which maybe this week or next week. I'm not sure. We'll see. So I'm kind of like gearing up and I've been like playing around with my accents again. Oh, I went to Russian the other day. The other day I tried to speak Russian. It's very bad. I have to work <laughs> on that one. No, lot. that's great. That's mm -hmm. very good. But I do have silly voices all the time. Thank you all for enduring them. Uh, they've been prevalent in my life since I was a little person. It's Always. interesting when you're a mimicker, right? Always. Because, and we may have talked about this on this show at some point, but um, you deal with people think you're think you're mocking them. Yeah, but I love to mimic sounds, and so I just jump into it without realizing. One t one time, I was talking with someone, and this is just again youth. I was a young person once. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. age the same way, but you start off young, not knowing anything, and then you have a series of awkward events that teach you. Mm -hmm. appropriate behavior based on different groups of people and depending on the groups of people that you're Sounds with very strange she grew up very strange. that's weird yeah, it's, that you, it's you, a little weird it's weird that you started not knowing anything that's i know very strange. i know i kind of wanted to just start with that before i said that i knew someone with a lisp one time and i turned i started to mimic back their mimic lisp, lisp to them mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it didn't go well uh, well, no, because at first well, I didn't understand why, but right. then I understood later. Yeah, but this mm -hmm. is this this to me this then broadens into cultural appropriation, those kind of things yeah. where it's like you know you just you just think you're doing a fun accent, but what you don't realize is you're making light of something that somebody may be really insecure or or sensitive about, and you don't yeah. want to hurt people. You just don't no, want to hurt people. No, I personally have never enjoyed hurting people. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Even in competitions. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking of this one particular thing though. I used to watch this show when I was little and it's mm -hmm. not on anymore. It was for like a short time. American Gladiator. Do you remember this show? Oh, 100%. Okay. This is the first time Wolverine. I ever saw. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is the first time I Turbo. ever. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, yes, okay. I remember. No, it's exciting. <laughs> the first time I ever saw two people on a balance beam with oversized q-tips just mm -hmm. beating the snot out of each other yeah and i kind of always wanted to try that that's my have secret. you never done it no what, 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 how, where, how where i mean they're all over the place like if what you go to they're like, all over the place like if you go to any bounce house or oh, any this is some place i think to go every day <laughs> a you have bounce a five year old house. how have you never been to a bounce house they're dangerous <laughs> Yes, and you can knock people off with giant Q-tips when you go there. <laughs> oh my God, JCD says I used to try to mimic people. I tried to mimic Babs. That's my that's my character. That's R-rated, a mm -hmm. teenager, uh, as an NPC in my D&D campaign, and realized maybe I need not to. It's a hard voice. Mm -hmm. It's a hard one. Um, yeah. I accidentally mimicked a stutter, but later we became good friends. Okay, see, okay, good. I'm glad yours went well. Mine. Yep. We don't talk about mine anymore. Well, I'm ready. Shall All right. We? Yeah. You ready? Shoe a dough? Let's shoe a dough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, okay. So we're going to do the DNA in you. This is what we'd like to do every uh, Monday morning. We'll do a D topic and a topic and as many U topics as we can get through. So Danae, kick us off. What hmm. is your topic for today? Well, we hit the first part of this. Obviously today is Iris's first day of school ever, but I thought I'd ask you guys, what are some habits that you wish you had formed earlier in life? And I know we've talked about this in various degrees, I'm obviously thinking about Iris. Um, one of the ones that I wish I would have formed earlier in life was an understanding of how to put my own food together. 
So we're going to be making a very conscious effort to involving Iris in assembling her lunches, which is something that the school kind of wrote us about that it, there's, you know, obviously a ton of research that's been done into this. And that it's a really good way to help them understand how to care for themselves because this school is all about really fostering independence so that they can put their own self together and kind of dictate the direction of their life and be able to care for themselves, which is great because I don't want to have to wipe butts forever. That'd be awesome. Okay. I said wipe butts, plural. Um, I don't have multiple <laughs> children. I've wiped plenty of butts. Yeah. You had multiple butt wiping going on all yes. at the same time. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I imagine that your life when you were... I have wiped at least five butts. <laughs> But like, was there a season of your life where it was just you turning and just wiping butts just constantly <laughs> yes, because you yes. had so many kids that were little altogether? Yeah. It yeah. was just constant Our turning. toilet paper bill was, was <laughs> greater than our grocery bill. Uh, anyhow, I thought I would just, this would be kind of a good time as we're thinking about forming uh, habits that we can start really early in life. I thought I would find out from you guys things that you've thought about that, man, if I would have started this habit earlier or... If I'd been taught this earlier, it may have had a different impact on my life that would be meaningful. So for me, I'm going to try to focus on the food aspect, but I'm curious what you guys have to say about this one. Polly Walnut says, morning routine is key. Getting lunch, putting homework in the backpack, brush hair, etc. Learning a morning routine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. That's very, very good. Not easy for me to do, but. Uh, so Hila Shoot says, I wish I had gotten into a skincare routine much sooner. I'm 45 mm -hmm. and just now getting into a skincare routine. I wish I had started this 20 years ago. That's a good one too. Um, I'm constantly amazed that Iris does not realize that she has stuff on her face. Like th that she doesn't realize that it's stuck there. You know, like there's a very, there's a, there's this distance between reality and what's happening uh, in the face air hands too. Like, can't you feel that? Like, how do you not feel that? I meanwhile, I'm over here kind of going, but wouldn't that be nice? Like, wouldn't that be nice if we all weren't caught up on, Oh, I have something on my face. Like if, you know, because I think part of it is like, we get to a point where it's like, we feel like we're less than because we don't notice that, you know, we have a bat hanging from the cave or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 I kind of no. want to go back to childhood where it's like, I don't care. I got, you know, dirt on my it's, cheek. It's more about like how long it takes to get that off, <laughs> you know? Sure. And fair. And it can't be good for your skin to have four hour old peanut butter stuck to your face, hmm. right? That can't be good. There's some oils in there. I don't know. Maybe that's a, that'll okay. be like the next big skincare okay. routine. Just uh, right. Just peanut butter mask. Peanut butter mask. Use creamy, dog... not crunchy. Uh, <laughs> the dogs or maybe will use love crunchy it. for exfoliation. You know, if you okay. also want to do exfoliation, use crunchy mm -hmm. peanut butter. Mm -hmm. No, I totally hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. JCD is thinking about uh, higher education with a response that says most habits involve food and things I wish I did better in my bachelor's degree, mm. um, which kind of goes into what Stephen has to say, which is in school, I wish I had better study habits. I always had trouble studying for tests. That's a tough one. I don't like, man, it's weird because you should learn how to learn before you go learn. Right. But to learn how to learn, you have to know how to learn. So it's it's this recursive thing where you just have to experience it and just get better at it. So there's not really mm. there's not really an answer for the idea of 
having better study habits other than just figuring it out yourself. Um, so, cause I mean, that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop for as long as you live, you're going to have to figure out how to do your stuff, you know, like yeah. to study and figure stuff out. And we all just have to learn our, and I think what I love about Iris's situation today in many other schools who are doing this is they're giving giving children an opportunity to figure out how they learn yeah so that they can maximize what they learn as opposed to fitting them into okay here's how you're all going to learn whether it fits your personality type or learning type or not um, yeah. i was very fortunate in that my learning type matched what everybody was forced to do when i was growing up testing Mine i'm great it. at testing you know, like all that stuff, like it, it matched really well. So I did really well in school without hardly trying because it just matched how I learn. Um, and not everybody's like that. And so it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And and sometimes you'll get through the parts of life where you're forced to do what you have to do. Like not every parent can send their kid to a school like I get to send Iris. I'm very, very lucky that I found this school, that they had an opening that she that her interview went well and that we had enough in savings to say this is important to us let's set her off on her education trip this way um but we had a lot of people telling us that she was more of that fit for that style of learning based on their experience and mm -hmm. so i'm very lucky that i'm uh, an older mom i'm a geriatric mother <laughs> according to uh according. medical standards um so <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe we just had more of an of a time for savings, you know, like I don't think that my parents could have ever afforded to send us to a private school where we had a chance to kind of to do this. So at some point, though, you you realize it's you maybe you don't fit in. So you have to find your own way. So I think I agree with you, Aaron, where the hope is that you find an encouraging group of influence, whether it's like mentors or friends or something that can kind of help you try new ways of staying engaged. Because at the end of the day, uh, having raised four kids almost all the way through high school, one left senior year, uh, each of them were different in their approach to studying. Some of them just could not find the motivation. And I can't implant motivation. I can implant consequences. Tried that. Yeah. I can yeah. implant, you know, um, goals and rewards. Tried that. But at the end of the day, the only thing that really works is is figuring out motivation. how you operate and how you mm -hmm. are motivated. Um, so yeah. as a parent, that's really frustrating sometimes because it you is. think you should be able to make your kids feel a certain way or think a certain way, and it's just never going to happen. No. You they just have to I'm provide geriatric. an environment for them. So Yeah, yeah. They say I'm geriatric, but I actually remember a lot about how I felt when I was a child, and I remember constantly thinking, like, you can't tell me what to do. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm, I'm not you. I'm you I'm, know? I'm, why, yeah. why are you talking yeah. to me as if you're my boss? I remember feeling that way <laughs> straight up. Just instantly it was in my DNA. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wish I had been encouraged to be more active when I was young and uh hiking for me also on that so just some activity mm -hmm. that's a really good point too is sometimes i feel like you have to you have to be the person that grabs the little one and says we're gonna go do this and take to the creek and just go look at rocks and critters and stuff inside of it so just some like these... get them out out of the house but i'm a, I'm a homebody so i'm a bit worried that i'm definitely raising a child that's going to be an artist mixed with a streamer because the other day she was talking to herself in the mirror and she says um 
click on my name for more about oh da-da-da. no mm-hmm. oh no it's already Shut in her vocabulary oh, already no. in her vocabulary and i was just like whoop here we go don't forget to like she's and subscribe. a streamer she says that too don't forget to like and subscribe and i'm like what are you watching <laughs> who is showing you youtube no uh, uh i'm reading a lot of these and uh as is per my want, I might get a little more philosophical here, but there there is something like, you know, when you talk about being more organized, it don't connect talks about that, mm-hmm. um, different things where I, I genuinely feel that all of these things have to do with this idea when we're younger of forethought. And it takes a while for forethought to really become something prominent in our brains. In uh, like yeah. this study after study shows that until you clear adolescence, the idea of thinking ahead, just the idea of thinking ahead and forethought is a a foreign thing. So when you're thinking about whatever it might be, let's say good sleep routines, good, you know, eating routines, whatever it might be, when you're young, it's like, I don't, I don't need to, why, why would I worry about that? I'm fine. If I eat two large pepperoni pizzas, I'm going to wake up fine. Like, you know, nothing's going to be wrong. So why do I care? Yeah. And not thinking, if I continue this habit for the next 20 years and I develop, you know, this habit, it's going to have a big impact or, you know, I feel healthy even though I don't, you know, do much exercise while you're young, you know, and you're, but you're not thinking about those kind of things or, you know, studying, I'll figure out how to get through school without having to study as opposed to thinking, oh, it's going to benefit me as a human being to figure out how to learn about the world around me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. Forethought is a tough one, and, and well, a lot of times it's and, and yeah. sometimes that adolescence is extending now. You know, adolescence is extending into mid twenties, late twenties, and it's just like, you know, adulting is something we all uh, a lot of people are putting off. Yeah, forethought requires a lot of understanding about things. I remember mm-hmm. being taught uh, something. I think I was in, um, I think I was in the fourth grade. This is so weird. Such a clear memory, and I was, it was my favorite teacher. And the class was talking about what comes in what order. And it was like an example of you go to the bathroom and you have to wipe yourself and you also have to wipe your nose. You wouldn't wipe your bottom and then wipe your nose. First, you wipe your nose and then you can wipe your bottom. Like she Wait, had are we these... using the same tissue? Like what is going on I'm, here? I'm telling you <laughs> that this was the example that was given to me. Now again, I was in the fourth grade, but it was like my mind was blown. I was like, yeah, there is a way to do things more efficiently. <laughs> yeah, right. you're right. I should definitely not do that. And the other the other examples were like you put your sock on and then you put your shoe on. But she gave this extreme example of toilet paper. And, and it's always stuck with I've you. I've never forgotten it in all my yeah. days. It's so weird what people say sometimes it sticks well, with yeah, you. Well, yeah, that's going to stick with you when you think of wiping <laughs> your butt first and then wiping your nose. Yeah, that's going to stick with you. Yeah, and everyone, you know, is like really engaged with it. But uh, that's, I think, one of the first times I really started to think about if I do this now, it helps later. And so I have, uh, I, I mean, you, you, parenting is experimentation in a lot of ways. You have to just kind of like try different things and see what works, right? Well, I've been showing Iris puzzle games where she looks at something and if she moves the wheel first, it closes this thing. And so she can't move the wheel first. She has to do this other thing first. It's like one of those puzzles where you examine what's on the screen and you're trying to figure out how to get the little guy down to the door. Uh, We talked about snail bob before. It kind of feels like a snail bob type thing, but it's a puzzle game. 
and it's logical and it's each step has a different thing that triggers and she's just trying to figure it out. And mm -hmm. this is my attempt to begin to teach her a little bit about forethought. And the crazy thing is it's kind of working because now she's starting to use that terminology. But again, I don't want to like ramp her too hard in one direction. Now all of a sudden she just turns into this person that can't stop thinking about like the process of analytics and time saving, but maybe she goes hmm. and works for a company. Hmm. What and kind then of person she's... would that be? What kind of life would that be that a person could live when they, when they were dominated by ideas of efficiency? <laughs> what a terrible life for someone like that. Oh my God. These are all so good. I'm loving your guys's comments. I like this uh, I one could... from it. Don't connect. Can we do this mm -hmm. one? Yeah, um, let's do it. I also wish I had learned how to ask for things. I'm always, I was always afraid of being told no, so I would never even ask. This is carried into adulthood in the form of being unable to ask for help. This is a big one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, mm -hmm. Because there is, a, the, like everything, there is a balance in life to learning skill sets and how they apply. And you, you don't, you don't want to be the the moocher. You don't want to be the person that's always glomming on but at the same time we are a community we are meant to help each other um and we there shouldn't be any shame in going i need help or or even beyond that when we're dealing with education i don't understand do you know yeah. how hard it is for some people just to say i don't understand because it makes them feel less well, than somebody else and if if one person says i don't understand then everything stops and focuses on that one person and when you're in a class environment then that some kids are going to want to say, well, I understand. And, you know, like, it's just, it's such a strange, it's such a strange thing to own when you need help. Like that is a big one. Yeah. And what a journey. I mean, I have a lot of personal thoughts about my own journey with that too. So I, I definitely, I'm definitely relating to that one for sure. Lolly says glomming on. Yes, this is a wonderful phrase. If you don't use it, it, it means not only to hold on to something, but to almost drag on something. It's kind of like a child would glom on to their mother's arm. Like it's like, you know, there's there's an idea of attaching yourself to something in a way that's almost hindering uh, the other thing. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun phrase. So. Okay, can I tell you guys something that's kind of like, this is like my outlet for talking about parenting. <laughs> Do it. So last night I had to manage some canceled flights and some things like this. So I'm on the phone past midnight with American Airlines. I get back to bed. Iris is, is in my bed, which is fine, but she is upside down and across the bed and she's long now, right? So it's like, okay, I have to move her. So I pick her up. She's like all getting heavier. And I stick her up here and her, and I've got her little, her bum under my other arm and her legs are kind of dangling there and her legs are dangling so long i can't just like scooter across the bed like i could anymore i'm like it happened yeah she's tall enough now that i have to actually instead of like do like the weird duck waddle on my knees uh -huh. across the bed to like put her down i have to like stand all the way up and walk <laughs> all the way around you know carrying this dead weight child and i'm like she's so big now it was like a she cool really moment is. she's growing yeah. up and it was really really cool glomming on while the child is that big is a pain in the <laughs> butt though Cause she gloms on me all. She's a glommer. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. I should call her my glom babe. Like instead of a glam. Aww. Like instead yeah. of a glam, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, glom babe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, there is so there's so much we could like literally just read your guys's comments and continue talking the whole entire day. 
you want to do another one and then go to your topic? Uh, well, Karen? It, didn't, it don't connect continues. I've just recently been able to ask people about things I don't know. My coworkers and I took a trip this past week and I learned a lot because I was willing to just say, hey, explain this plant thing to me. And this is something I've been very thankful in my own life that my curiosity was rewarded when I was growing up. I was yeah. never made to feel stupid for asking about something. I was never made to feel, oh, you should already know that. Um, and because of that, I've remained a very curious person my whole life. It's kind of one of the defining parts of my learning personality is I just, I want to know about things. I want to know what words mean. I want to know how to use them. I want to know what, uh, you know, this profession does or how this works or all those kind of things. Aaron is um, the kind of person who will stop a meeting and say, oh, can you explain that to me? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Does that mean this? Have you considered that? And then, and then all of a sudden we're like, we were there talking about a pizza party, but now we're having a philosophical discussion. It's amazing. Amazing, it's amazing. is one word for no, it. No, no, no. It, it really is. It. it really is. It, Aaron is the kind of person that teaches you new words all the time, and you have to stop. Be like, wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say? And then it ends up being like the perfect word. That's Aaron. It's amazing. But it comes from curiosity. It comes mm -hmm. from the act. Because here's the other thing about learning, and maybe this is kind of to wrap up. You know, first day of school, what you wish you had learned, that kind of stuff. The thing about learning is it's at its best when it is desired. You know, forced learning does not work as well as actual uh, desired learning. And if you can plant the seed of wanting to learn, if if you can nourish that part of yourself or whoever, then actual learning can really take root because there is that actual desire. I want to know this thing. Therefore, it sticks with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there are different environments for that. Like Aaron said, he had a good fostering environment. So you have kind of your own journey. Castro uh, mentions the a current job had right now. If I have to ask, it's because I'm being tasked with something for the first time, but my supervisor already expects me to know how to do it. That gets tricky. So that gets it tricky. It, I mean, that makes me mad. It I'm makes just me mad like, too. Ugh. Even if, even, even if I were in a position where I'm like, it surprises me, you don't know that. I am not demeaning a clarifying question. Like that is the that is exactly what you want as a supervisor is a clarifying question. You don't what, want somebody to go into something not knowing it. One of the hard things too <clears throat> that I've realized is, and I ha you have to let it go, is that when people react negatively to you asking questions, I was just reading um, Lolly's comment, which was I was camping this weekend, saw something this guy didn't recognize. I felt dumb asking what it was, but I'm glad I did. It turned out it was Elon Musk's Skylink thingy and everyone was happy that I asked them. My thought here was, if somebody looks at you, teacher, supervisor, whatever, and they think, what a waste of time, I don't wanna talk about this, or how do you not know this already, and it's a shameful thing, the instinct is that somehow that's your fault. And the hard thing, the shift that I've had to try to make in my life to not continue to get smaller and smaller in myself and kind of disappear and just like not, like not wanna, feel that feeling or whatever is internally I reflect it back. That's a reflection on them. Their poor reaction to a question is on them. It's not on me. So like me not knowing, I just don't know until I know and that's fine. But how people react to genuine curiosity or questions, it shows a lot about their personality and that's something that they have to, they have to also, you know, endure. Like if there's a group of people that are watching someone berate you for asking a question about Elon Musk's sky thingy, they're not thinking, God, what a dumb person Lolly is. They're like, man, that is a jerky way of asking that question. You know, like they're showing their own hand of their own journey that they have to do of not being patient enough to 
just stop and and talk to people. We don't all know things. It was a really good conversation that I had with um, Justin when we first got married because he didn't know a lot of things. He wasn't taught a lot of things. He didn't come from an environment with natural curiosity. So there's all kinds of things he didn't know. And I'm like, you don't know that? And it wasn't from a negative place. It was like, oh, okay, well, then, you know, this is what that is. And so it became more of a teaching relationship. Um, but anyway. I think there's also, like, if, if I were in a situation as some sort of manager, supervisor, I am much more likely to press in on and maybe have some confrontation on the approach of claiming ignorance as opposed to asking a question. Because claiming ignorance can be a strategy. Claiming ignorance can be, I'm just going to pretend like I don't know something so I don't have to do it. Like the laundry. Like the laundry, for instance. Uh, but the but the idea of asking a question up front, that should never be diminished, demeaned. No, like that is but people people don't have time. They they're yeah. they're stressed out and it's hard to relate to someone that you're having a negative relationship, like Castriff continues to say. Mm-hmm. And then the other times if I make a mistake, he asks, Why didn't you ask me a question when I thought I already knew the answer? For me, that tells me that maybe your boss is just somebody who can't handle being wrong and they're gonna always make it your fault. So kind of knowing that that might potentially be the case, it just means that, you know, you're not working for them and you might be just covering your butt, cover your butt on that one. Uh, get everything in writing. Um, anyway. <laughs> you you slightly touch on something that's kind of off topic, but I think really important and maybe one of those things to learn in adulting in life. The idea that when you work, when you do work, that you can transition the idea of the work you're doing from for a boss or for a company to for myself or if you're you're a person of faith you know for god or whatever like if you can transition it as to for a purpose of my own that is a big big deal Um, you know if you go into every job interview like i i've been i've been through a few in my life and i haven't done them all great but i have said to them a few times i'm also interviewing you today because you're the only person that's you and the battery that you are that gets to power whatever you put your hands and your mind to is a beautiful thing. Now, that's not to say that it's scary when there's not a lot of job opportunities and you're doing what you need to do to get to the next thing. But I, as someone who has always kind of felt like I keep my eyes open for that next thing, like what is the next thing? Is it coming? And, and as time has gone on, the next thing it takes longer and longer to get there because I'm really enjoying the space that I'm in. Um, but early on in my career, you know, path, it's like, man, this isn't right. I don't, I'm not wanting to spend a lot of time here. So I'm going to watch for that next door to open and get prepared for that. Um, and that's always really hard when you kind of are stuck or feeling stuck or when you're not being treated well, but just cover your butt. If you're in a situation, maybe like you are Castrov and your boss isn't being very helpful, Ask questions via email. Hey, just checking in on this. That way you've got a trail of emails so that if that boss decides to throw you under the bus later, you can go, well, uh, I have been doing this. Here's X, Y, Z. And that at least gives you that mental space to know that you're doing everything that you can do because you can't control a boss that's just being a butt. I've learned that. I've learned that many, many times. I was in a meeting once where I had to pull the email card on a boss um, in front of their boss. Um, It's an awkward situation, but you know every once in a while it gets to that point when you're just like okay didn't want to have to go here but i have proof (laughs) (laughs) receipts oh my gosh before we transition yours that actually reminds me um i'm gonna pull my topic down here Mm -hmm. uh let's see if i can get over to those and i'll just can you pull it down actually do you know how to 
Can you do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was reading this thing recently. This is kind of like a little drama story. Um, <laughs> Zoom for the drama. There was this person who was told they had to work on the 4th of July, I believe. And they work in IT. And there's this conversation going back and forth between emails with the IT department that doesn't even work on site of this building uh, and their boss. And they're like, the boss says, you're not going to get to have the 4th of July off. I want your whole team to be in the building on the 4th of July. They're like, wait, really? And they're going back and forth and getting everything in writing. Yes, you can throw a party, you know, get whatever you want to get. Uh, but somebody has to be here and it's your team. And the the guy's like, all right, I will let my team know. <sighs> Those people were so annoyed, but they got to work. They made the best of it um, and charged quite a lot for this barbecue thing because there was like the sky is the limit so mm -hmm. they brought their fan friends and they brought their family and everyone kind of had like a barbecue thing going on and it it turned into this thing where it went up the chain higher and higher and higher like why is there this massive bill for this party and why were the why was the it department here and why were they working on the fourth of july and whose fault is it and that email chain was super important um and it was a great example again of if you feel like you're being slighted and you don't know what your routes are because you obviously have to do your job and your boss is telling you, but you still feel like, you know, it's a little bit, just get it all, get it all in that emails. That's my best advice ever. Um, can you tell that I yeah. have been there too? Okay. <laughs> yes. Indeed. You read that too, Castrov? Is it malicious compliance? Oh my gosh. It was such a great story. I super enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, Aaron, what's your topic today? The A topic today, um, what's something you thought you'd given up for good, but then made its way back into your life? Cigarettes. Sorry, what? <laughs> I wondered if that might be your answer, because that, that was true. That was true for a time, I think, yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, that's um, just, that's a nice, quick, impulsive answer. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, Mario Kart, this comes from Mario Kart, and some of you have been asking uh, about Mario Kart, but I used to dominate Mario Kart back on the N64. And I just thought I had kind of moved away from, you know, gaming in general, whatever. And then uh, I had a couple friends who were like, hey, why don't you play Mario Kart with us? And I was like, I know how to play Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, actually, this, in my mind, my narrative is that my friends were playing a lot of like call of duty shooter game type stuff and i'm terrible at that and have a bit of a complex when i play those kind of games because i don't know how to play first person shooter games and i was trying and i was playing with them and i was you know learning a little bit and fine or whatever but then they were like well let's play mario kart and i was like that i know how to do we can definitely play mario kart together and so since then oh buddy I 
we have been playing more Mario Kart. And now I find myself like even in down moments where I'd usually be like, I have so much TV, so many movies to catch up on. I'm kind of like, yeah, but what if I did a circuit? What if I did a 200 CC circuit and see how well I could place? Uh And it's interesting because it's creeping back into my life as something that I'm doing in my downtime. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting to kind of get back into it. And what's weird is how little it's changed. Like what's weird is how like those motor skills Uh that you learned 20 years ago or whatever. So right there. Somehow like the, the, you know, the, the sliding and you know, that kind of stuff. I had to relearn the sliding a little bit because in New Mario Kart, you don't have to uh, activate the boosts in the same way. You just slide. And then the longer you slide, the bigger your boost is. Whereas in old school Mario Kart, you actually had to move the, you had to click the controller to activate the boosts on the slides. So like learning stuff like that has been, you know, uh, part of it. But honestly, a lot of that muscle memory has been right there. <laughs> and so it's been, it's been and really fun. so is the anger with those shells. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, Polly yeah. says, I had to give up coffee for a few years, but it's back. But it's decaf now, but it's back. Um, yeah, I gave coffee up a while ago too. You've never. I've never drank coffee. You've never drank coffee. If you did, it was an accident, and you hated it instantly. I have one. I have. I do have a friend who every two years makes me drink a cup of coffee to see if I like it. Now, what kind of a friend is that? <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun little thing. I take one sip. I spit it out. We're on our way. There is something to. I mean, I am. I'm not a bad person. But there is something about... I love about, it when you just realize that you do that exact thing to me that you were just saying that was Aaron, a bad friend. No, <laughs> I don't do it like that. I okay. would never be like, drink coffee. But there is something about watching you consume something that makes you do the the Aaron reaction, mm-hmm. which is... <laughs> it's That's like pretty you're, close. That's you're just like, close. you're banging on. It's uh-huh. just, it's so intense. So... Anyway, uh, Steven says, reading. I stopped reading for a while, but recently got back into it, and it's been great. I would love to do this again. Um, This one, and also Angry uh, Ostrich, who says, doing dishes by hand. I used to hate it Mm. and would avoid it at all costs, but now I find it relaxing. There's something about intentional time spent in certain things that I I miss. There's like a quietness to it. Reading is Mm -hmm. one of them. And also, yeah, I've been doing some dishes by hand, um, especially if I have a big pot, like let's say I made some pasta or something, I'll just, you know, put really hot dish soap in there and then just keep it throughout the day and just wash little dishes in that dish soap. And with the intention of like, how much water can I save if I just do my dishes by hand using this dish soap? Um, so those are really interesting things. I've actually been thinking about both of those. Yeah, I do. I mean, honestly, I joke about not reading and I don't like I'm not a reader. In fact, if I have a book I want to consume, I usually do the audio version and treat it as a podcast. Um, so like I, I I, do, though, kind of look back nostalgically on that laying in bed at night, you know, know, taking a couple hours and just, you know, piling through Michael Crichton or whoever it might be. Um, <sighs> There's so. this book that I read when I was a youth and it's called Winter of Fire. And I have it over there, the actual book that I actually read. And I've been thinking about reading it again. So maybe I should do that. It's it's interesting. I totally get that. And I, you know, I just, I I don't know. You make choices, you right? Make choices. You make choices. Why would I read when I could play Mario Kart? Uh, Castro wants to know if job interviews count with this question. 
Um, <laughs> unfortunately, question. yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry it counts, but yes, it does. Well, he says, camping, we haven't been since we came to America, but we went this weekend and had a blast. I was concerned because it's really different environment to the UK. Like, there are bears here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was, uh, organ- it was organized. Oh, I was organized and it was smooth and easy and we're already planning another trip. That's fun. That's fun. There, there is... <laughs> This is so weird. I hate the I like I hate living outdoors or going outdoors for long periods of time. But there is something about camping that is attractive to me. And I think it's just the nature part of it. I, I think nature is like as a as a perception is a beautiful thing. As an experience, I genuinely despise it. But like as like <sighs> the idea of there's something human enough about me that I'm like, hmm, fresh air. That's interesting. But yeah, but I, so I like have cognitive dissonance on the whole camping thing. We went camping a little bit in my youth, just a little bit, enough to have gone a couple of times. I didn't go camping in my, like my twenties, my, I, I had friends that were hippies and definitely went camping, but I wasn't, I was never really accepted into any group fully. At least I didn't feel like I was. Uh, so when I went on one camping trip, it was to me pretty awkward. And I was like, not incentivized to go back and hang out with that group. And because I didn't know how to take care of myself and be like, I'm going to go camping on my own because I'm passionate about it. I just went to the next thing that was just fun for me. So I went camping with a group of ladies. I think it was like what, five or six years ago, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And we went also, uh, maybe uh, seven, it might be, it was, it's been a while. And we also yeah. went kayaking on the river so it was a big deal like we had to have a talk about I think this was 2013 2014 i really it was a think while it's been a while yeah um and it was like one of those things where like they're like danae do you know what happens if you fall in the river and you get sucked under and i was like uh no <laughs> and i, I remember die, them, I assume. I, they're like okay well let's talk about how many branches are just at the bottom of the river so most people die and drown because they get sucked down there and they get caught in the branches. The best thing that you could do is X, Y, Z. And it's like this crash course and not drowning, getting caught in branches under the river. And I just was like, let's not tip. That's, <laughs> but anyhow, on this camping trip, uh, which was only like a couple of nights, like one or one or two nights, it was really short. Uh, we were, uh, we had our tent set up uh, really close to the edge of the forest in, in a state camping ground. And I'm there with many, many women who have tons of experience, decades and decades of experience. One woman was in her 50s and put her kayak on her shoulder like a superhero and walked it solo down to the water. She also had leather skin, like it was just totally brown and leathered because she's just a sun person. She was like a goddess. It was amazing. Anyhow, here I am. It took me 20 minutes to apply sunscreen because I was just like <laughs> putting on a second skin myself so that I didn't burn. And then, and in the night, my friend, she's like, Danae, let me show you something kind of cool. I'm like, okay. So we go out to this, uh, the, the border of the, of the forest and she takes her, she takes her flashlight and she's like shining it, you know, and I'm, and I'm watching the beam and it's tree, 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 foliage, whatever, whatever. We've been talking about raccoons. I wondered if we were going to talk about raccoons. I wasn't sure. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. Do you see those teeny tiny little reflections? And I said, "Yeah, I do. I I honed it small, almost like glitter on the ground." She's like, "All over yeah, the place." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I see it." And then, and then, yeah, it's like it's everywhere. I thought, "Oh, it's like water dewdrops," you know. And then my quote unquote friend 
tells me those are spider eyes and then she's like <laughs> well good night and then it was time to go into the tent which we zipped up but clearly spiders are small and so not only did we have an encounter with a raccoon in the night that night but i had to go to bed with my active imagination having just seen like a disco ball reflection of spider eyes just inches from my body anyway camping is fun yeah I think I figured out what it is. I think the only way I enjoy camping is when it's experiential, when it's like a new experience. <laughs> I you were say in like a virtual reality headset. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly if it can be realistic enough, yes. But like if it were like, we're going to camp at Half Dome in, you know, uh, Yellowstone or whatever it might be, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's an experience. You know, I, I'm experiencing something. But yeah, just going to the same place over and over again, I'm not sure that's for me. So, uh, yeah. Real says, cooking over open fire is primal. It seems to awaken the caveman instinct in some men and women as well. Um, no. Don't Connect says, you don't have to do hardcore camping to enjoy nature. Glamping is acceptable, and so are just short hikes. Even sitting in a chair outside is great. Yes, take off your shoes. Feel the grass. Don't think about the spiders. Glamping, why? Why? Like, oh, it's just so stay fun. home. Just no, stay no, home. No, 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 no. It's so point? great. Yeah, it's like a bohemian moment. <laughs> you know, I love it. Glamping is not bohemian. Glamping is like just living somewhere else for a little bit. Uh, let's see. There was someone, there was something else. Oh, oh, here's one from Angry. Okay. <clears throat> Angry Ostrich says, I went camping once. We had a pack of coyotes around our camp for two days and it was terrifying. That's a big, that's a big nope. Nope. It's a big nope from me. I don't know what how I would get away from it, uh, but I would definitely, I don't want to do that. But um, Polly says camping at the bottom of the Grand Canyon was fun. See, something like that. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, totally yeah. see myself doing something like that just as a like experience, you know, once in a lifetime kind of thing. I, I um, do love being out in nature and I do love with being people who know how to be out in nature. So if you combine those two together, like going onto the river was only fun for me because I was around a whole bunch of women who knew what they were doing. Cooking right. at the campfire was fun for me because I was with people who knew and I could learn right. uh, and, and observe and ask questions and stuff like that. So um, anyhow, that was a really good answer to your question. Uh, going back to your question, Aaron, which um, could you repeat the question just for anyone who's coming in? Yeah, now? something you thought you'd given up, but has made its way back into your life. Um, it don't connect says dating apps in a way deleted them at the beginning of the pandemic because people had cooties now. Uh, <laughs> then my sister and I got back into them together out of sheer boredom. Now I'm mostly in it for the cat. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that was a journey. I love it. Was a journey. I like, uh, I like this one because I also play World of Warcraft, by the way. Um, I think I don't have an act. I have my Blizzard account still, but I don't have the game. Um, but I was a WoW addict for years. I love this game. Um, so Chinchilla Zill says, World of Wonders of Wildlife. Just kidding. Um, wow, I lost so much of my teens to it. I stopped playing for most of my 20s. Now I'm playing it again, and I love it so much. I even got Ostrich to make an account and play with me. Oh, there's something so wonderful about replaying an old game and just like falling in love with it again, like Aaron is doing with Mario Kart right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, it Don't Connect says, oh, now I want to take Aaron on fun nature excursions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you, though? Do you really, though? I don't know that you do. Uh, uh, I like this one from It Don't Connect that says, Don's uh, hat. What? Wait, what? It's 
Edzucator instead of educator. Oh, Edzucator. The Edzucator, excuse me, I have an education for you. Uh, says coyotes are super unlikely to actually attack humans. They're pretty wussy. <laughs> says you, but Danae with an active imagination, living in a landlocked state, still is afraid of sharks. So you really can't stop people from, you know, rationalizing their own silliness. Uh, well, now there has to be a video game called Wonders of Wildlife. It's funny because here in so in Springfield, Missouri, I don't know if you guys travel through Missouri ever, but if you do come through Springfield, Missouri, Southwest Missouri, we have one of the nation's top rated aquariums and it is incredible. It's like a three story aquarium. It's very educational, but then there's also like a little zoo kind of part where you can see uh, alligators and flamingos and bears and things like this that are actually all kind of part of it. And it's attached to Bass Pro, which is a huge outdoor um, outdoor gear center, but it's like the epicenter. It's the number one Bass Pro in the nation, kind of like where it all started essentially. So every time it's World of Warcraft, it's also wonders of wildlife in my imagination. Anyway, there's a little more details into why I got that one messed up, but I highly recommend if you're traveling to come over here and, and check it out. And if you're in the area, shoot us a message. Sometimes we go to lunch with people's. Absolutely. Uh, Polly says, I'd like to uh, take Aaron on fun food adventures instead of nature stuff. And I just like to say uh, that I am really enjoying this new trend of taking Aaron on adventures. Uh, oh, so <laughs> take Aaron on adventures, horseback Aaron riding. Yeah. Nope. Done that. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, the Simpsons place. Yes. Well, I think officially the Simpsons said that it was not Missouri, but I can't remember. It may be Illinois, but there's several Springfields that sort of match the vibe of the Simpsons and Springfield, Missouri was one that kind of is the most like it. There's even like That's power the power they, plant and all that stuff yeah they uh they th when they picked the city for the simpsons they literally looked up what the most common city name in the united Generic states of america kind was of thing. and yeah. springfield was there are more spring there at the time were more springfields than any other city name so are but, you ready? i think this is the biggest one though i think springfield missouri is the largest population uh springfield in the country it might be so. it might be um, let's go on to the you question portion of yes. the show. So this is let's when you guys it. get to ask us anything that you want. And we've been saving your questions as, uh, we've seen them pop up in the chat. We will chat about them for as long as we possibly can before we have to go to work, much like you might have to do today or get on with your, your whole life. And then we will find someone to go hang out with on Twitch for those of you who are watching live. And for those of you that are listening on the podcast later, feel free to join us if you can with a live audience. All right, Aaron, you want to pick the first question? Sure. Well, let's, since we were just talking about it, uh, Doc asks how the Mario Kart stream went. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Danae and I, along with our friend Ian, uh, streamed Mario Kart on the CinemaSins Twitch channel this weekend. And Super yeah, random. Well. Yeah. I mean, out of nowhere. Like, literally, I got a text <laughs> from uh, either you or Ian that was just like, hey, want to play Mario Kart? And then one of you was like, hey, want to stream it? And like five minutes later, we were streaming. So yeah. like, it's, that's how it felt. We, we want to find ways to stream us being able to game. And so we're trying different, like, you know, going to Discord and then sending over to, you know, like a Streamlabs kind of a thing. But we still have a lot of hoops to jump through. So mm -hmm. we'll figure it out eventually. But it kind of went well. Yeah. Um, I did receive a, tw a tweet and I'm not going to say who it was because there's no shade and there's no shame. But um, this person tuned in and saw me go from first to 12th without realizing that my, my, um, Joy-Cons joy -cons disconnected and they immediately assumed that it was because Aaron or Ian had like 
kicked my butt. And so their, their, their DM to me was, it was fun watching Aaron and Ian decimate you. And I was like, you won though, overall, right? I won. Like easily. It wasn't even close this time. I, Lots of times you and Ian I, will, will battle, I, but I, you, I, you I slayed. slayed. So then I did the fun thing where I was like, um, excuse me, sir. I was amazing, <laughs> but there's no shade. Cause it was funny to me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we totally. had fun. Um, and, and I'm going to have fun having people message me that stuff and, and say things to me now. That's the thing. When you start gaming, people have opinions and they're going to share them. <laughs> so I hope I'm ready for it. Oh, I have totally made my peace with being, you know, so much worse than you two. And like, you know, just celebrating those few times where I, where I get to beat you guys. That's, You're doing that's great. That's what I've made my peace with. On that same line, is there any more Mario Kart today? Aaron, how busy are you today? Can we just <laughs> Should we just should we just call in and just be like, hey guys, I mean, technically it's on our work channel. So I mean, you know, we we're really, working. Uh, we're we totally could, working. <laughs> we could just go from this into like, you know, six or eight I rounds will say, of Mario. I will say this. I will say this. I want to find a chunk like a big old chunk during the week where we could be on for a little bit and and have some fun um like eight hours or like two three oh okay max man that'd be fun let's do that the, let's do it this fun? week so like i i All think right, let's look like, at our calendar we're doing this now. Yeah, i was gonna say leave it to me to be the one that's like hmm let's make a system and organize it and just have a plan um we so, don't have to have a plan for every day of the week no, or every no. week but let's no, look we at don't. this week okay aaron look at your calendar everybody look at your okay. calendar what works for everyone Aaron, what I'm day works best for you? I'm pretty open this week. Okay, Tuesday okay. night's best for me. Tuesday um, night. If okay. we're doing an uh, evening, if we're doing an evening, Tuesday night works. Oh, I, no, that, I know that doesn't work for you. During the work day, because this is our job, right? Like we can oh, tell. Oh, during the work day? Yeah, I've got yeah, a pretty, yeah. I've got a pretty open week. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's say. Um, I can move stuff around, I should say. Oh, we can move stuff around. Right. So mm -hmm. you want to do like Wednesday? <laughs> I love that this is live. Yeah, no, that totally yeah, Wednesday yeah, would yeah. be fun. Cool, cool. Like maybe like noonish, <laughs> noon to two. Sure. Okay, so uh, that's noon to two Central Time uh, over on the CinemaSins. There is channel. a third. There is a third person that we might want to talk to. Was a sound I just made just what was now. The sound? Uh, so not today, but maybe Wednesday, Stephen. That's the answer, and that's that thank you answer. for asking your question. <laughs> uh, here's another one from Stephen. Um, topic Q. Who is your favorite Star Trek character? Wow. Hmm. Wow, that's a big one. Um, so I really enjoyed Strange New Worlds quite a lot, um, and I think probably my favorite character that I'm seeing on that one is Spock, which if you're listening to Captain's Pod podcast, you're probably not surprised by that answer. I think it's because there's so much more history with that character in, in, in Strange New Worlds. It's the future of the character, but because we know what has what happens in Spock's future, like there's a lot of context they're giving uh, this actor to to play with as this new version of Spock. And I can feel the history, I can feel the depth, and I can feel the performance. And I'm just kind of fascinated by how the actor is bringing Spock's character life, specifically in Strange New World. So that's going to be my answer. Uh, my favorite Star Trek character, mm, I don't know. I've never really, it, it's weird. I've never thought of it in those terms. I've never thought of it in like picking a favorite just because part of the thing I love about the Star Trek shows that I've enjoyed is the overall chemistry and connection and community of the cast. And so picking somebody out almost feels like 
you know, picking your favorite child in some ways where it's like, sure, there are things you Just like about the question, Aaron. <laughs> They're not listening. I think Kirk is amazing. I think Kirk is a really interesting character that speaks to uh, some really interesting ideas of masculinity um, Mm. that that I've enjoyed seeing in the different versions. Um, So, yeah, I I really like Kirk. I like Shatner's portrayal of Kirk. I know some, you know, for some it's a little over the top, but... um, but yeah, Kirk, I, I mean, if I have to pick, I'm going to pick Kirk. I know that's a little basic. That was, but that was really difficult for you. I'm sorry. It was, was so because hard. I love them all. I mean, you know, all right. I mean, if if you want to go like new character, oh. Chapel, no, 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 I love no, Chapel. No, 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 Kirk's fine. Oh, okay. Kirk's fine. We're okay. moving on. Right, right. Uh, JCD asks, good ways to deal. Here's a question. Good ways to deal with frustrations of things not going how you hoped. Mm. Mm. So far, I'm not getting any job offers from the jobs I applied to, including one where I didn't get it because I'm out of state and they didn't want to train me just on the odd chance that I leave once I can. I've heard that reasoning before used the idea of like scared to train somebody because what if they just take the training and run? It's a really interesting thing. Well, then why are you offering the training? Like, that's the thing I don't understand is like, how do you determine who's more bound to take the, you know, the training and run? Um, so that's, that's a weird one. And I'm sorry, JCD, JCD, that you're going through that. Um, and also sorry that, that this is, seems like it's been frustrating and difficult. Um, what do you think today? What are some good ways Oof. to deal with that so, kind of specific frustration? I have a way of thinking that I think some people find very annoying. So I apologize in advance if this is going to sound like a flippant remark, but I genuinely, the way that my mentality is, and this is just how I think I deal with frustrations or I deal with disappointment or I deal with things like this is I think let's say that it had gone like I hoped and I worked for people who didn't actually want me to be there. What kind of a horrible experience could that be where there's that frustration? And so I shift my mentality to this wasn't supposed to happen and the right thing is going to happen or the next thing is going to happen that I and, and I'll just keep it's it's kind of for me it's about trying to keep up the excitement for the next thing. Um, one of my most recent experiences with that was house hunting. I found several houses I really liked and they just didn't work out. And I got to the point where it's just like, whatever, you know, I don't even care anymore. And I kind of disengaged from it because I was really putting a lot of hope into it. I was putting a lot of emotional energy, emotional energy into yeah. something that I had no control over. I mean, I, as much as I can. And that's the, that's the hard part is, you know, when you're going to, you go to the house, you look at it. You walk through it, you do the investigation into it, you ask questions, and then you put an offer in and it falls through. And then you do the same thing over and over and it gets to be difficult. Same with job hunting. And it's hard to find that same excitement or that same, like like maybe the next, you know, resume that you send, you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to put as much energy into this and I'm just going to send it. And then all of a sudden one of them just goes and it's, it was sort of uh, effortless, which happened for me in this house. So I'm not saying that it always happens that way. And I'm not saying that it's like always that thing where you're supposed to just be like, well, that's just not how it was meant to be and disconnect from you still having to be engaged, but it sucks and it's hard. But I always go to the thing in my mind, especially with jobs. If they didn't want me there, why would I want to be there anyway? Um, And maybe you were spared from having something difficult. That helps me to reconcile, whether it's true or not. It helps me to reconcile in my mind that it didn't go the way that I'd hoped. Um, But yeah, just try to find something in your life that is going well and and 
remember to focus on that too. Because if you find yourself focusing on the things that aren't going like you hoped, uh, it can kind of begin to seep over into other parts of your life inadvertently. Um, but don't be discouraged if, if I can't tell you that that sounds rude. Um, when you're discouraged, try to find a way to redirect that discouragement into things that are really positive for you, whether it's just hanging out with friends or whatever, and, and make sure that you do your best to not tie your worth and your value into the success of a job or the success of getting a house or whatever you're valuable. Even if someone doesn't recognize that on a resume right away, it's not, it's not a sign of your value is I think what I wanted want you to hear at the end of the day. All that is really great stuff. Um, I think dealing with frustrations when the world around you just doesn't seem to be cooperating with your version of what it should be uh, is difficult because it's so mental, right? You know, there's there's so much in your mind. And when things are mental like that, a lot of times I go back to the idea of the serenity prayer, which I think is really one of the, the greatest mental meditations uh, that has ever been kind of put pen to paper which is the idea of having the serenity to be able to accept the things that you can't change. So if there's stuff you can't change to have that peace, the courage to change the things that you can, and then most importantly, the wisdom to know the difference. Like that is, to me, that helps me compartmentalize. It helps me to understand you know, what I'm dealing with. And that wisdom to know the difference is a lot of times the trickiest part. I'm not saying yeah. it's easy. But to format it that way in my brain uh, is very helpful sometimes because then I can categorize, is this something I can change, is it not? If it's something I can't change, find peace. If it's something I can change, find courage. Um, and that's, you know, so that always helps me in those kind of mental frustrations. But, um, but yeah. Uh, what do you want to do next, Danae? There's a couple of Twitch questions I thought we could try to hit. Um, okay. Lots Polly of people coming through know... with you questions today, by the way. Thank it's you for exciting. that. Yeah. Uh, will the Twitch thing lead to gaming sins? I'm going to say confidently. I don't know confidently because you never know what the future holds. But gaming sins is one that every time it comes up in our conversations as a staff and it kind of like, can we do this? We have certain limitations we always hit. So for now, I don't think it's going to happen quickly, but I can't say that it wouldn't happen. What you're going to see on the CinemaSins Twitch channel is going to be the staff having fun playing games and podcasting and talking. So it's just a place for us to show you more of just the personalities of us more yep. than it is the development of a next, our next channel as a company. Mm -hmm. Great question. Yep. Uh, there was another one, which was, could fans have a chance to race with you guys? Yes. So we have a CinemaSins Discord channel and the idea is that when we're kind of ready to make it more like, hey, in an hour, we're going to do this instead of being like, hey, in 12 seconds, we're going to go live. <laughs> um, but when we're kind of like getting more into a rhythm and we know we're going to play, we will uh, I think I'll probably like maybe share my friend code. And that way uh, we will let you know when the room is set up and then it, we have to let the staff get on first. And then obviously whomever can get into the to the gaming could race with us. So. That's definitely something we're looking forward to doing. Um, so just be on Discord for that. The CinemaSins Discord, I think you can find that through the website. Those are a couple questions I saw that are Twitch related. Uh, nice. Aaron, which ones do you want to do? 
Uh, Castros asked, uh, did you see the series finale of Better Call Saul? What did you think? Uh, that's a quick and easy answer. Yes, saw it. Um, it is one of the top five TV shows ever, in my opinion, uh, which is amazing because so is Breaking Bad. It's insane that they made a prequel uh, to one of the greatest shows ever made and somehow made it as good as the original. So that's um, so that should give you a range of my opinion there. Um, let's see. How about for Lucas, who says, tips for a job interview, how to impress, help me, DNA. Aaron, do you have anything off the top of your mind? It's so it's so cheesy, but I was reading some stuff recently that I can just kind of hop on uh, and start talking about if you don't have anything top of your mind, Mr. Dose. No, I mean, my main thing is is presence, right? Like, the, like finding the idea of your comfort, finding, you know, not treating it as this, um, you know, achievement to to do or this thing that, you know, like you have to succeed at as much as it is going in and, um, you know, finding your comfort in the situation, finding, you know, because you want to get hired for who you are. You don't want to get hired for who you're not and then find yourself in, you know, a situation where you're mismatched with your job. So, yeah, just find a way to to really go in and find a piece with who you are in that moment and connect with the person, you know, as much as you can. Um, so, yeah. My advice is probably not great. I mean, I, so every time I've done a job interview, but mo more specifically the last few, I've gone in with the mentality of being unapologetically myself. And the reason that I say that it's probably not the best is because I understand that like when I got the job, so the job that I have now, the previous job that I had, they're a little bit like unexpected. It's not your normal, like you're going for a job interview and you're sitting down and there's like, you know, 15 candidates and things like that. Mine have been very uh, creative and conversational and random and strange, but I think this might be helpful. I want to work for people who want to work with me. And so if I show them parts of my personality in the interview uh, that maybe even scare me a little bit, like my directness or um, my laughter or whatever, if I if I really just kind of like let myself be myself and and not like, like I'm in an interview, so I'm going to act like, you know, I'm like I'm at church or something. Um, I, I'm going to be like, hey, I am so sorry, but I have to deal with my dog just like two seconds turn, deal with the dog, come back and be like, okay, apologies. You know, like, like just unapologetically be me because I want to be with people who aren't afraid to be with me and are okay with communicating with me because, uh, the energy that it takes for me to be around people that I have to be apologetic around all the time is exhausting. Uh, and I don't want to go my entire life doing that. So I've been in jobs where I've really put the effort in to communicate and you know, apply myself to their way. And I don't know where you are in your job journey, but in those moments where you can be yourself, be yourself, because then, you know, if, if you're around people that are really appreciative of you and who you are, it is an encouraging environment for you to want to spend your precious time. And uh, again, I know everybody's trying to have a job and sometimes you have to take one that you don't like because you just got to pay the bills and you're looking for that next thing that can be your dream job. Um, but on the path to that dream job, you still want to work with people that you love to show up for every day. So look for those personalities that you're excited to connect with. Um, I would maybe even go ahead and take a few personality tests before you have a job interview, even though sometimes they are annoying and dumb. Um, 
go ahead and take the Enneagram test. Go ahead and take the Myers-Briggs test. Go ahead and take uh, the free version of Strengths Finders. Strengths Finders. Go to those websites and just learn a little bit about yourself. They're free. And then when you're in conversations with them, you can say things like, you know, I just recently learned this about myself in the Strengths Finders test that I took. And that is that I do lean into teaching and direction and, uh, quickly because those are skill sets of mine. But I also can do this really well and be confident about talking about what you're confident about. If you know you can ace being a director because you've been a director before, it's okay to be confident about those things. And it's okay to also talk about other places that you want to learn more about. But ultimately, they want to know what kind of battery power they can plug you in for. Um, and just be listening for those trigger phrases. Yeah, we just, uh, you know, we don't really have hours. Um <laughs> We just do whatever it takes. Be careful. They will use you <laughs> until there is nothing left. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, this kind of follows along. Uh, what What do you do if your teenage dream job becomes available? Ooh. Also, what was your teenage dream job? Go for it, Aaron. Uh, professional basketball player. Um, and that was the dream job. And uh, if it suddenly became available, I'd be like, probably missed my chance. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably missed that in college when I decided to uh, quit the basketball team. I wanted to be so many different things, um, but entertainer was probably always part of it. I've always liked that. But but from the very early age, I wanted to be a teacher. There's just something about connecting somebody from point A to point B on a line of information, that aha moment in between. And I, I always see things in like pictures and things that's just how, to, how I communicate. Um, and I think I have a gift for that. And I've seen that in different places in different areas. So there's always teaching jobs available if I really wanted to pursue that. Um, uh, as far as like a career in like entertainment, I thought maybe about you know, stage or, or singing or, you know, just being kind of the center of attention in that way. Um, and those are also available even in community places. So I feel like if I really wanted to pursue that, but I've always just followed the next open door out of genuine curiosity. I love mm -hmm. jumping into those kinds of things and like exploring what, what, what's this about? What's this about? Um, and then I just had to learn the, the art of longevity uh, instead of just jumping from what makes you feel good. So yeah, that's kind of a hard question for me because I've won, I've I've tried so many different things and I've if always your, been curious. If your teenage dream job becomes available and your teenage dream job still feels like something you'd be excited about because by the way, seasons change, um then I then pursue it. Like I don't I there's there's nothing in me that's like, "Oh, I shouldn't take the chance because I mean, unless you have to like quit something before you pursue it or like unless there's actual possible consequences there really isn't uh in general negative consequence to trying to just saying and that's that is how i have found myself progressively in jobs that fit me better and better and better and better as i've gone on through life is to pay attention to who i am mm -hmm. what work environments i work well in what i'm really excited about the stuff that doesn't feel like work and, and if those things pop up, I go moving my energy that way, moving my energy that way. And it's not always an immediate thing, but over time, uh, you can find yourself in your dream job, which I am 
you know, and what's amazing is my last job was also my dream job. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's the idea that if you continue to pursue, um, where your energy feels the most frictionless, uh, you're going to find yourself in a really good work situation. Um, dream, but jobs are, dream jobs are interesting too, because no matter your job, you can probably find something about your current job that helps with your dream job, whatever that might yes. look like. So, uh, I would say if it becomes available, go for it, go for it with all the gusto that you have, no matter if you feel like you have all the skill set you need, never stop going for that dream job. If you have a very clear vision in your mind of something you really want to do, don't stop. Uh, I talked to a writer recently for star Trek and he wrote and he attempted to produce content for star Trek for seven years before he had an opportunity to produce the show that he's doing now, um, which I think is prodigy. And it was an incredible reminder that we have these potential visions in our mind, these clear pictures of where we want to go, but the path to get there is as short or as long as it is. There's not a guarantee, but what changes is whether you continue to try or not. So even if you're working at Walmart, you're still working on the skill set that you need to do something later if you have the mentality that all of it is informing the kind of person that you're going to be when you get that job someday. So just don't stop, I think would be my uh, last bit of advice there. Uh, do you want to rocket through some, do a little yeah, uh, speed um, round? Let's do some speed round here. Uh, Lolly I'll, says, uh, okay, how do ahead. Americans even organize childcare for such a long summer? It's <laughs> a fair question. Oh man, hopefully you have a positive community that's helping you <laughs> and you have some funds to assist you. I'm, I'm thankful because we're going into like each summer with two people that were childcare providers for Iris for over three years and they're very invested in her as a person. So the people that are in her life have been in her life for a very long time. So when summer comes, they're excited to see her again for those longer stretches of time. So it's community, I hope. Uh, Doc says, Danae, where did you get that friend, Gumtree? I don't know what that means. I, I wasn't sure either. I thought maybe you would. I, I okay. didn't know. So okay. that's fine. I'm we sorry, Doc. If you're still here, you can you can like get pop it in real quickly. Maybe we'll get some clarity. Yeah. Uh Castro says, Are you familiar with the music collab community on TikTok? And do you have any favorite songs from there? My answer is no, actually. Uh, I don't really know oh, much about that. I am not on TikTok for a very specific reason. I would get very lost. Last night I spent an hour and a half on YouTube doing the TikTok scroll thing because they kind of have a similar thing where you can put those quick videos. Mm -hmm. I lost over an hour watching short clips of things. I don't even know how that happened. I thought I was tired. So <laughs> TikTok is not a place for Danae. I will get lost forever and ever. You'll never see me again. <laughs> uh, Polly says, where would you like to travel to because of the food or another reason? Um, mm, mine's I wanna, easy. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Um, that's for my, food? I'm sure, all, all of it. Every last oh, thing or other reason or the reason. Yeah, I, I um, yeah. Oof. I would love to go to um, I'd love to go to the patisseries in Paris um, just because I feel like that would be a really smart thing to do. <laughs> I'd love to go to Italy for some of the authentic food there. Um, I've been told very specifically that American lasagna is crap compared <laughs> to lasagna. Uh, as it was intended, which apparently there's no ricotta in real lasagna, and I want to go experience that. But um, I also want to do fish and chips in uh, England, which I'm going to be able to do. And I recently had a friend tell me that it's not as good as U.S. fish and chips, so I'm already a little scared. <laughs> That's my answer.
Uh, let's see. Chinchillazil says, mostly for Danae, what's your favorite WoW class? Oh, so the only one I played, my first uh, WoW character was a hunter, and that was a lot of fun. Because having a little buddy running alongside with you, if you're a hunter, you get to have like another creature that you can kind of like train that helps to attack and things. And that was really, really fun for my first time through. <clears throat> but I always end up playing support classes. So I played a priest, uh, w which had some major heals and did major damage. And I really enjoyed that a lot. So that's my answer. Paladin for me. Paladin for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, at the top of uh, the best classes of World of Warcraft Shadowlands uh, is pad uh, Paladin. Uh -huh. uh, they're my own they're thoughts pretty here. broken. My own thoughts yeah, here. No uh, quick Google searches no, for you. No, none at all. Mm, at uh, all, no. Given that Paladin was deemed pretty useless in previous titles, it's quite impressive uh, how mm -hmm. modern World of Warcraft has advanced uh, Paladin's abilities. Completely so, agree. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, I forgot that you knew so much about World of Warcraft, well, so I know. really feel like we should probably play. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be great. Oh, that'd my great. God. You playing WoW would be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. You'd hate I, it. I just You'd see you mush. You just mash the buttons on your, on your keyboard and be like, <laughs> I don't understand what is happening here uh it don't connect i have a bunch of apples that i need to do something with before they go bad should i make yep. apple pie apple cobbler or some other apple product also how much of an a-hole does it make me uh huh? no that is only true if you're taking an apple and uh, a pure apple and just it. taking a bite out of it in front of somebody in a very smarmy in way in the middle of a conversation in the middle of a to combo, yeah. do something random yeah. that's, um that's all you have to worry about there that's that i would say apple butter if you have the ingredients <sighs> make some apple yes. butter Apple butter's great. Apple, Apple butter is delicious. Cobbler would be a nice runner-up. Cobblers are always amazing. However, if you're making a cobbler, honestly, just go get some peaches. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! Thank you so much for joining us today, every Monday and someday. Aaron and I are live here wherever you are watching, and although you can watch in multiple places, we highly recommend that you join us on Twitch, where the community tends to hang out. Um, and thank you for listening to the podcast, especially those listeners who have been with the podcast through the dough for 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, today, our Twitch people, we're going to be reading into the Bob Ross art channel. Uh, so it's a nice little thing to have on in the background listening to bob ross talk about painting and it is it is bob ross's old videos and it just plays i think they do it like for like weekends they'll just play it 24 7 they'll go through all of his his stuff and it's just kind of fun and nostalgic and that's what i'm feeling like doing today so i'm gonna start the raid for that please pile in and uh, oh never mind they don't accept raids i forgot that I'll find uh -huh. something else while no you talk. No raids allowed. No, no raids, raids allowed. allowed. That's okay. Uh, Slab asks, uh, apple butter jeans. Boots with the fur. With the fur. Uh, let's see. Uh, that, that Weta decides to be incorrect and say, how dare blueberry cobbler is best. <laughs> I mean, blueberry I mean, cobbler is we fine. We all have our own opinions. It's Peach fine. cobbler is the granddaddy of all cobblers. It is... I I say apple. We I just had apple butter over the weekend, so oh, I'm apple a little bit. Amazing. I'm a little bit. Yes, Zoe Ren is live, and I thought about doing that, but then I saw that Cnot is actually sculpting a wizard right now, and I'm super excited about that. So maybe oh, nice. just hop in and say hi to Cnot, and then of course you can go enjoy whomever else you want to enjoy on Twitch. 
And, so. and as Danae said, thank you for hanging out with us. Like, yeah. it's very cool to hang out with, you know, a few dozen of our friends every Monday morning. And, we love uh, it. We love it. So uh, appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you on the next Monday or Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.